0: Hey, great friends. How we doing? It's Wednesday afternoon should be another like action packed day. This is such an exciting time of the year because baseball season's winding down going into the postseason. I know Padre fans aren't going to be too happy about that. Dodger fans certainly are. Uh, on the other hand, you know, football season's only three weeks in and there's already storylines every week in football, like really great drama already in the NFL. College football is probably more exciting, uh, this year than, than I can remember in a really long time. So, uh, lots to get to here on a wednesday but before we get started a couple of quick shout outs first 7 mile casino 7milecasino.com these guys have been such great partners but you know what we've done i think we've we've actually decided, we wanted to be even better partners you know and and the more we keep adding like the halftime show on cox um, or the pre game show on cox the more we've we've added you know media uh, the more they've received and at the same price, and the only reason I'm even mentioning that to you guys is because you know I love to talk about the business of all of this, and and I always strive to over-deliver. I think we've done that for 7 Mile, and you guys have gone down there and you've played cards and you've watched football and you've eaten great food. So keep enjoying 7 Mile Casino, 7milecasino.com. And if you have any problems with gambling, you call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, if you're heading to 7 Mile Casino and you're in the Chula Vista area, make sure you stop by and see our friends at California Holistics if you're up closer my way, if you're up um, you know in the North County area, Tory Holistics is in Sorrento Valley. So California in Chula Vista, Tory in Sorrento Valley, and you save 20% when you use our promo code AMAZING. So whatever you use cannabis for, that's your deal, man. Sleep, pain management, anxiety, recreation, however you choose to use it, that is your deal. Um, you save 20%. When you go to Torrey Holistics and California Holistics and use our promo code, amazing. Um, Speaking of amazing, I feel amazing. And I'll I'll give a little bit of credit, maybe a lot of credit to Athletic Greens. You know, yesterday I was with my buddy up in LA and uh, he's been traveling all over and he's been in stadiums just like I had been in the last week. I'm like, bro, you need to take this. You need to keep your body as healthy as possible because there's always a guy on the plane who's hacking and coughing and doesn't have the consideration to wear a goddamn mask. You got to keep your body as healthy as you can. 75 vitamins. Minerals, nutrients, superfoods, probiotics. And dude, like I know me, I don't do a good job with my diet, and I'm not even doing as good a job as I normally do with my workouts. Give your body the energy it needs, the strength it needs to fight off, you know, anything, really, and be as healthy as you can be with athletic greens, athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan. Quick shout out to my guy Gary Cooper, Mountain Trust Realty Services, 858-376-1299. It is a complicated time in the real estate industry. I'm no expert, I'm just an observer but um gary is an expert and and i think gary would tell you if if you can now's a a good time and he can explain why that might be 858-376-1299 talk to gary at mountain trust realty services let's get going i'll talk more at the halftime but let's get things going here Yo, great friends. What's going on? Kaplan and crew just getting onto the radio airwaves, onto the streams, onto television tonight, audio podcast, man. We're everywhere. We're in the Seven Mile Casino studio, sevenmilecasino.com. Got Grande and the Brown Man. Our NFL insider, Eric Williams, jumping in early in today's show. So stay with us for that. And we got a lot to get to today um, from the continued discussions around the Padres and what happened this season as it comes to a crawling finish um, right into NFL and storylines everywhere. We're only three weeks into the NFL season, and there are literally dramatic storylines everywhere. Uh, We'll jump into some college football a little bit later on as well. And who knows what other stuff is just going to happen around here. So Grande, Brown Man, good afternoon, gentlemen. How are we feeling? I'm
1: good. uh you know who's probably feeling a little tired? Josh Hader. He had to come and get one out last night. I mm-hmm. wasn't I was sure if there was a discussion like, yo, is it okay that you yeah, didn't start man. the inning? Yeah. Is it okay that there's runners on base? Poor is poor. Is okay? You know, is it okay to bring you in right now? Yeah. Are you or, willing to pitch Russ tonight? Is that okay? Are you willing yeah, to pitch Yeah. Or should we just, you know, pack it up? Yeah, like you don't. Do you want to come to Chicago? I mean, you don't. You don't have, have
2: to. You
0: don't have to. You want to? Do you want to fly on on the on the team charter? Is that okay? Like, yeah. Do you want to check the so, team
1: meal? Do you want to know what yeah. we're having? I hope he's okay. Yeah. Right. Like one I'm doing great though. I'm doing great because mm-hmm. I didn't pitch last night. Mm-hmm. No one asked me to.
2: Gotcha.
3: Yeah. Hope you're all right, hater. Thoughts and prayers.
2: <laughs> Big Brown, stay how you feeling today, day, dog? Staying safe out here, player. That's yeah. all. Staying safe out here, player. Living, mm-hmm. got it. popping. Is there
0: danger? I know, right? You're saying safe. I mean, like, I mean, my yeah. goodness, is there uh, a
1: present, imminent danger for you? Right?
2: No, I mean, listen, listen. As a brother, walk around in these streets. It's always present danger once you leave outside okay. your door. I mean, somebody could even come to your door and bring the present danger to you. It just depends on how you live in these days. Mm-hmm. So, for me, particularly. I'm staying inside, so I'm yeah. safe for the most part. But yeah. I did see a piece of, I did see a lady shoot at somebody in a drive through on the internet, so you never know. Mm-hmm. I like McDonald's a lot. Yeah. I
0: know Browner definitely has a different vibe like when we go places. I'll give you an example. When when me and Browner went to the San Diego State-UCLA game a couple weeks ago, <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. I go like this to Browner. I, we're, we're leaving the parking lot, right, mm-hmm. and we're at the um, south end – of snapdragon stadium and i can see that the most efficient way for us to get into the stadium and get to where i want us to go is to walk right through the parking lot there was a a little entrance there was a security Mm -hmm. place we both Mm -hmm. have credentials on and and but it's really not like the place where people wearing media credentials would go into the building that would be around the other side we just happened to be here because we were tailgating so i'm like hey Let's just act like we know where we belong and no big deal. So we walk in, we both go, Hey, you know, to our, to the uh, security guys are like, okay, go ahead. We go walking in and I'm like walking in, like I own the joint. You know what I mean? I'm walking in like, ain't nobody stopping me. I'm good. I mm-hmm. belong here. You know, and mm-hmm. Browner is behind me, you know, and so much taller and he's not walking forward like me, like all confident. He's walking around head on a swivel, like who's going to come kick me out of here. Mm-hmm. What security guy is going to see the tall black guy walk in. And come over and start some smoke. You know who, who's going to do it, right? I mean, Browner, tell me if I'm wrong. Like I had, I had the confident, "Oh, we own this," and you were like, "Somebody's going to kick me out of here."
2: What you just described is the <laughs> the thing that they refer to as white privilege, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. I, that's I, what, like right. yeah. That's yeah. what you're describing yeah. right now. Yeah. Me, right. me. I have to always be prepared for the inevitable hey, let me see your badge or let me see your credential or like the questioning. Yeah, You, not so much. Right. You can just, you know, without a thought of it. Me, it's front of mind for me. And so yeah. therefore I'm always prepared. Yeah. You, not even a thought, not even in there. And so you walk <laughs> the way you walk. I guarantee you, if me and Alex had just done it solo, Bro, we just showed everybody. We would had the badge held out walking. Like, hey, uh, uh, no, we're okay. I'm here. We're okay. I'm good. I'm, right. Good. Right, I'm good. Right, And then people would be
1: like, well, there's said, well, there's no picture of you on that. How do I know it's you?
2: Right. Like, we had mm-hmm. our driver's license in the other hand. Mm-hmm. Like, hey. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. No problem. It,
0: it, it is funny. We've never really, really talked about that, but I felt that vibe from you, you know, like immediately. And then even when we got onto the field, you were like, somebody's gonna come to kick us off. I don't know, man. It, it It is funny you say that it's um, that is the epitome of white privilege. What a yeah. epit- The reason it epitomizes white privilege so much is because we were together. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like if it was just me by myself, that would have been, you know, just right. me. I mean, that would have been me yeah. acting like I know what I'm doing. But the fact that it was me and you and that I was walking confidently like nobody's going to stop me. And you were walking kind of like, huh, I need to be a little careful here. Somebody might come stop me, you know.
1: And yeah. he was with you. Mm-hmm. Right, like that's the thing too, is that Browner felt that way even being with you. Yeah, so imagine mm-hmm. him being by himself. Yeah, no.
2: I'd have went in the exit. I don't think- went in <laughs> the entrance. I'm supposed to. Yeah, I'd have had all my credentials checked, and I'd have went in the yep. press box and set my black ass down and watch <laughs> the yep. game. Yep,
3: 100. <laughs> percent
1: and he wouldn't have busted a coach Quintero. He would have sat
2: in his seat. He wouldn't yep. have sat in the wrong seat. Yep. Yep. Bro, we got we got there, there were available seats. I didn't even look to sit in anybody else's seat. I specifically said, I'm gonna go find our seats. Mm-hmm. And I did when I found our seats with our name on them. Cause what mm-hmm. I do not, I, cause I do not want anybody to approach me with none of that silliness. Cause again, as much as I am, you know, guard up in situations like that, cause it can always go south for a brother. I also don't take no, no sideways from nobody. So I make sure that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do so if anybody interrupts me, then I can be like, bro, get out of here, man. I'm supposed to be here, my name on this seat. But they didn't ever come to none of that because, you no. know, San Diego State love a brother. <laughs> mm-hmm. They
0: do love the brother. That's they exactly love a right. Brother, man. Mm-hmm. They, they, they do. So um, so we're just getting on today here on a Wednesday afternoon. And I got to say, guys, um, there's a lot of interesting stories to be talking about today. Um, a lot of football stuff that I want to get to, but I'll start.
2: Oh, I thought you was going to talk about a WNBA MVP award. How close it was between A.J. Wilson and and, and Brianna. No, no. Oh, okay, my bad. Go ahead. Sorry.
0: Let me ask you a question, Browner. My bad. My bad. So you always knock Alex here for his passion for soccer and F one, and you knock him for his passion for
2: F one. But I probably, but... probably F one more than soccer because okay. soccer I can. I'm I'm starting to be able to see a little bit of the appeal. F1 mm-hmm. I knock them every time.
0: Okay, let me get your opinion on this. Which sport would be more, I'll say, recognized by the Kaplan and Crew listeners and viewers? Would it be F1 or WNBA? Oh, man. If if we put That's out a tough. poll, if we That's put tough. out a poll and said, "Okay, just so we gauge everybody who's watching and listening, Browner would, would, likes WNBA and would love to infuse it every now and again. Alex has grown to love F1, which he, by the way, more often than not tells us, I'm not going to push F1 on you guys. When is that F1 race in Vegas?
1: Six, seven weeks away.
0: Mm. So is there a big is there a Canelo fight this weekend in Vegas? Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. You going? I don't no, push boxing on you guys either.
0: No, I'm not. You know, I'm not invited anymore. That's true.
1: Oh, that's right. I and got kicked kick out. You out. The club. I got kicked out. Yeah. This is this is like when we're talking about real boxing, mm-hmm. I know we had Spence Crawford and we all kind of watched that fight and it didn't really live up to it because Crawford was just so much better than Spence that night. Mm-hmm. When it comes to real boxing, this is as good as it gets for their level of like where where they with these two guys are at, jermell Charlo and, and Canelo Alvarez. This is mm-hmm. I don't think people know how good this fight's gonna be. Like
2: it's gonna and be this- good. I
1: genuinely think Charlo
2: has a chance. So this is this is how I rate these fights. If I go to a place to watch this fight, is somebody gonna try to fight me when the fight's over? Is this one of those type of scenarios where it's gonna be so many people juiced up to watch this thing that afterwards they're gonna want to fight?
0: No, I don't think so. I think I, I think, think so. I think UFC fight nights happen uh, in bars and restaurants. And I think that there's a lot of like, you know, aggro sort of like people who like to fight for fun. But
1: you and, can see where those guys are, you know, you can you can feel. <laughs> where those guys are even if you're in a, a vicinity of it you can get away from it it's really not yeah, that hard Fight energy to not fight you know i've been to a lot of ufc fights in person mm-hmm. i've been to a lot of boxing match you know mayweather fights that mosley fights like canelo fights like i've been in person you could see it you know you could see where the trouble is going to be at and you could mm-hmm. just be like all right i'm not going to go over there i'll have my yeah. phone ready you know <laughs> <laughs> so here here would be the question though Browner's going to try
0: and on occasion push a little WNBA when honestly, I, I mean, I, I'm not trying to disrespect the, the athletes. I'm just saying I just don't watch the sport. Um, as it applies to F1, I also don't really watch that very much, but I do yeah. get a sense of how big it is internationally. The, West,
1: the uh, Western Hemisphere part of the calendar is on its way. Okay. You know? So, so what, in what two you weeks, yeah, nothing this week, and then they're in Qatar. But then after that, they come to Austin, Texas, mm-hmm. they go to Mexico City, they go to Vegas, and they go to Brazil. Like, so they're on the Western Hemisphere for, the, for four of the next five races.
0: I mean, Austin
1: and, and um,
0: Vegas sound very interesting because they're here. Mexico mm-hmm. City sounds interesting only because I've, I've been.
1: And that's um, where the Padres played this year. You know, They're yeah. racing around that baseball stadium.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess what I'm saying is this, is that it would just be my guess that for all the people that watch and listen to this show every day, if you ask them, which sport do you have more interest in, would it be the WNBA or F1? I'm just guessing more people would have interest in F1 than WNBA. What do you think, Brown?
2: Because that Netflix show, I would say F1, because it's packaged better. There are more ways to draw people into the sport. The WNBA does a very poor job of drawing people into the sport. They depend solely on the athletes very, very much to kind of, do the drawing, and that's not necessarily working to the way that I would like. But I would definitely give F one the edge because it's it's a sexier sport.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, just the way you bring it in, you know, how you're like, oh, I thought you were talking about the WNBA MVP race. I'm like, no, I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Now, when I talk about major dramas around sports, that had nothing. It was, it it was the closest. Down.
2: It was the closest vote ever. So I no. just thought that that's what you meant. When the no. drama,
1: no, there's I a lot more. WNBA games and there are F1 races and Browner always points that out when you're talking about an F1 race is an event. There's only 22, 23 a year, right? There's WNBA games
3: all the time all the time.
1: The time yeah. I'm assuming, but yeah, it, I, I would think it's pretty impressive for what F1's doing on television because right. the races are on at four in the morning and they're you know on the West Coast they're not on at like very viewable times and they're averaging about almost two million viewers per race. That's pretty good. Hmm. For a wow. five a.m.
0: thing on a Sunday yeah, right. morning,
1: like that's mm-hmm. pretty damn good.
0: Yeah, but you say five a.m., but that's five
1: a.m. here. Yeah, eight a.m. Yeah. On and the, and yeah. who knows what Saturday the other times night are. the Japanese Grand Prix was at 10 PM West Coast time Saturday night, mm-hmm. which was like amazing. That mm-hmm. was all races should be at 10 PM Saturday night. That was great. But on the West on the East Coast, that's a one AM race, you know. Mm-hmm. So still drawing millions of viewers, which is crazy. It's like watching
0: a Colorado, Colorado State game into the night. To 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning. All right, so look, we're in the 7th so Who won mile.
1: WNBA MVP? Breonna
0: yeah, who Stewart? did win?
2: Who did win? Brianna Stewart. And who'd she beat? Angel Wilson, who was also Racing. Defensive Player of the Year. Racing. And is
0: Brianna Stewart, is she the white chick? Yeah. And is she the girl Just, from La Jolla Country Day?
2: No, no, no. That's the that's the other girl on the Aces.
0: Plum? Is that her last yeah. name,
2: Plum? Kelsey Plum.
1: Kelsey Plum. Okay, gotcha, mm-hmm.
2: gotcha. All right. The girl. See, from local from Iowa, connections. Did the girl and from could,
1: Iowa? Make it to the WNBA yet? And the girl from LSU? Are they in the no, WNBA yet?
2: No, no, no. They're still in I college. can't wait for that to happen. That's going to be wild gonna be
1: That's when you'll be a WNBA fan?
0: Sometimes Kate, that's no,
2: all it takes, man. Sometimes Caitlin Caitlin that's all Clark, it takes. Caitlin Clark and Andrew Reese. Yes. yes. LSU and Iowa. Yeah, Dude, like, yeah. okay. Remember Shakira
1: Richardson? Like, how she came out, the, the sprinter? She came yeah. out. She made a whole thing. And then she got kicked out of the Olympics because she smoked weed. All of a sudden, I was interested in Shakira Richardson. I watched her win the 100-meter sprint in the World Games in freaking wherever it was, Japan or whatever, mm-hmm. because that's sometimes that's all it takes, man. A Netflix show during COVID, yep. sometimes that's all it takes. And yeah. she hates the media, so she's going to be Taylor fun. Swift at a Chiefs game. How many freaking Swifties are now watching football? Sometimes yeah. that's all it takes.
0: dude. Hundred percent Dude, you're so right. I'm telling you guys, I told this story yesterday. My daughter is 16 years old. She's a senior in high school. And about two weeks ago, I said to her, I go, hey, did you watch any college football? She said, why would I do that? I said, well, did you watch the NFL on Sunday? Like at all? Because I think I was out of town. She's like, why would I be watching football, dad? I'm like, I don't know. Because like your whole life, you've been around it. And like everybody else in my family, my other two daughters, it's Sunday. They watch football. You know, this one, she's like, why would I do that? She literally had no idea who Travis Kelsey was. Zero, none. But she went to two uh, Taylor Swift concerts at SoFi Stadium. And the girls walking around with these bangs, I mean, she didn't tell me she got the haircut to look like Taylor Swift, but she looks just kind of like her. At least her hair does. And uh, and so all of a sudden, she's like, oh, Travis Kelsey? Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you mean the tight end oh, from the him. Chiefs? Sure, I know who he is. <laughs> she does now.
1: It's all it takes, man. It's all it takes. Lovely. I wonder how many of the millions of new people, because I'm assuming it's millions, because that's the kind of sway she has, how many of them will now stick around and follow the Chiefs until they break up? Well you mean?
0: um you know later in the yeah, show yeah in quotations for people yeah, listening on the radio yeah right, yes. right cuz i don't I, later in the show can we play we have this audio of Travis and his brother Jason Kelsey in their podcast and oh, they're talking to people
1: are watching that today
0: oh yeah i mean his <laughs> i'm sure their podcast is blowing
2: up you know yeah.
0: the value of Travis Kelsey when when you know how many commercials Travis Kelsey is in right now dude how yeah, do
2: i didn't understand it to the uh watching the bears chiefs game yeah. there are a lot of them
0: Bro, he's got a commercial. Taylor Swift. Right, right, right. (laughs) Think about what he can do now. He's got a commercial. I don't know if you guys have seen this or not. He's got a commercial. I want to say for like Pfizer or Moderna, like COVID pharmaceutical companies. Like, hey, get the COVID vaccine. And And the flu shot. And the flu shot. A double up. I'm thinking to myself, at this point, his mom's in it. He's yeah, he's become so famous, and and two Super Bowls and playing with the best quarterback. And being a character, and being, you know, he, he had TV reality TV stuff before the Chiefs were Super Bowl champions. He had stuff going before mm-hmm. Mahomes even really showed up. So he's he always had a reality show a on E, right? a dating a, show, a dating like show, a, like mm-hmm. a, a dating show. Yeah, yeah, like
1: falling for catching love or whatever. All right, I was chasing chasing something, chasing Kelsey or yeah. something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Hey, quick time out. Get me right back here. Get me sure. right back to Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Last night I watched a British reality tv show on max on the, the streaming service people. max about the, the naked, naked people? people dating i just heard about are them. they
1: actually naked
0: oh yeah 100%, 100%. 100%. 100%. do they blur dude, no 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 no, 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 blur. no, blur. Wow. no blur. dude dude i'm
2: they, gonna tell you a story after this go
0: okay let me tell you something guys with uncircumcised you know what Junk. penises right so I, I, I don't really I'm not That's around a lot of dudes naked that are uncircumcised. Now, when I was in sure. football, when I played college football I and mean, there were if there were 100 guys on the team, five or six of them weren't circumcised. And because I was like, I was like, oh, my God, let me look at that thing. Let me see that thing. Uh huh. Seeing this show last night. There were like five or six guys. I would say we're four not of them
1: the Travis Kelsey. Four of There's them were no not way. circumcised, dude.
0: No, we are. Right. Four, no, we're not. I got a story the, after this about this I know. Show. No, okay. four not. of them not circumcised. <laughs> but but what a an uncircumcised thing looks like and how different each one looks. Yeah. I mean, it was it, like there was this one guy, and I was like, Daring. Ew, bro, ew. Like other guys, I was like, All right, dude, whatever, you know. But, this guy and I don't mean to insult any dudes out there that are not circumcised. I mean that's as you're what insulting when the you were...
2: uncircumcised pop- population. No, the I show. mean what can I tell
0: you, man? It's just it's just it's less common. So so it's, I mean, it's not
1: like, like we walk around and like everybody can see, you know? Like it's not like you're dude, insulting dude, someone's face, dude. You got to see this show. You <laughs> got to see this show. The men are so, naked. I didn't know it was out already. Naked. I saw, oh, a, dude, link. I it's saw a link. So, I saw I saw like okay. a trailer or something
2: so i was in london uh for my honeymoon for my first marriage <laughs> and uh <laughs> i love to drop stuff like this i was just turning channels on the television mm-hmm. and so then this show it was midway through the show and so in america they don't show naked bodies on on the television that's like eight o'clock in the afternoon they just don't do it mm-hmm. bam here it is its just... Wee wee's everywhere on this show. <laughs> so I go, what in the world is this? So then I look it up on my phone. I'm like, this is the days a naked show here. So I tell, I tell my wife at the time, there's naked people on this show. She's like, no, it's not. So then we wait around for the second episode, and then it's just all naked women. And I'm like, this is a real show. Oh my god! So every day I watch that show while I was there, and so then I get back here and I'm telling people about the show. And they're like, that is, there's no way that exists. There's no way that's a real thing. There's no way mm-hmm. real people are just butt naked on the show. Naked. Two days ago, it shows up on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. No, Max. and I'm on or whatever, and I'm I'm on the couch with a young lady, and I'm like, yo, look at Sex this drop show,
1: Saturday, right? It's Sex Drop Saturday, on, presented by Mushroom Life. Well, this is out. a little appetizer right here.
2: And, and so I'm on the so I I go I'm like, yo, look at this show, boom. Then she takes out her phone. She's recording the show and sending it to other people of just dudes junk all over the screen. But well, it's not just it was, guys; it's it's, it's kids, women too. It's women. So it, it's 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 wild, man. I yeah. I, I, I mean, you can only take like one or two episodes of it right. though. It's, oh, dude, it's you're so, so right. It's so jarring. Right.
0: The first episode, I was like, I can't believe what I'm watching. The next episode, I was the like, you know what? The
2: elephant with the elephant
0: tattooed yes. around. Yes. Yes, dude. Guy had this elephant ears tattooed <laughs> around him like his junk was the, was the trunk. The trunk? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That and he had just, one leg. That's great. Yeah, he was a one legged dude. And he actually won the date.
2: He did. He, he did. won the Shout date. Shout out to that brother.
0: Yeah, because there was a white guy that he was going against who was shorter and kind of fatter, uncircumcised yeah. What's the show called?
2: Naked dating? No, no it's, it's, called, it's called uh oh, I can't remember the name of it. I don't know. And the I, host,
0: she's so annoying that I just want her to get attraction. Naked. Yeah, naked. Yes. yes. Yeah, and the host it tells the women that you know are picking out is the host native. naked? No, she's dressed, no, no, and she no, no. and and what happens Lame. is they wait, but Alex, <laughs> the the participant who's picking out the naked person, that yeah. person then has to get naked for everyone. Yeah. Oh,
1: so they're not naked.
0: Two people are they, dressed, six people are naked. The contestant who's picking out the the naked people, that person has to then get naked and be naked in front of the other people. And I just want like the host to take her porno. clothes off.
1: Yeah, yeah. Sounds like a All very right. interesting start to a porno.
0: All right, Travis, Kelsey, I'll get back at some point. I will, but let me get to the Padres right away. Stick around. This is Kaplan and crew. Hey, great friends. What's going on? Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. I'm feeling good and warmed up. We're in the 7 Mile Casino Studios, 7milecasino.com. All right. Let me um, start off by telling you guys that I was getting a text last night from a buddy of mine. This this is a friend of mine who's a, he's become a hardcore Padre fan. He actually grew up a Phillies fan, Mm -hmm. but he texted me and he's like, hey, the Phillies just clinched the wild card. And I was like, gosh, you know, that just bothers me so much, meaning like, Here were the Phillies last year that made this like furious run towards the postseason and then made it all the way to the World Series, right? And Mm -hmm. a year later, you talk about consistency. I mean, the Dodgers are what consistency is all about. The Braves are a consistent organization. St. Louis is generally considered that. Um, But the Phillies, back-to-back years, they'll play in the postseason. And this Mm -hmm. was going to be a year where the Padres should do the same, and it just didn't happen. So this friend of mine lives in San Diego. He's from Philly. So he keeps in touch with the Phillies. He obviously is, he's all in on the Padres. And he sent me this message last night about Juan Soto. And I was watching the game. Yeah. And I was, and, and when Juan Soto hit his second home run last night, this buddy yeah. of mine, he said to me, He goes, When when the season is over, we will all look at the stats. We're watching the, the second Soto home run right here. This was the one that he hit to the opposite field um, in like uh left center. Just mm-hmm. bomb, dude. And this is what this friend said to me. He goes, when the season is over, we will all look at Juan Soto's year and we will say, that's what an all-star player is. That's what a 35, 40, maybe more. That's what a $40 million a year ball player is. And I said, yeah, okay. The stats will tell us that that's true. But I would also ask this question. How much of Juan Soto's success has come after the season was lost? After everybody said, I give up. After everybody said, we're not going anywhere. And I'm not saying that that he wasn't good along the way. I'm mm-hmm. just saying that when the pressure is off, and and listen, here's one thing I'll say about Juan Soto. Dude showed up every day. Dude showed up to play 162. They all did. They yeah, all did. They did. You're right. But he really showed up to play 162. And, and so, you know, you play every day. You get four at-bats every day. You're a ball player of his caliber. You're a professional of his caliber. You put up numbers. I'm not saying that Juan Soto didn't have a great year because the numbers will tell you he had a really good year. A career year. But it's it just it a didn't, career year. It, but it didn't relate to winning. you know. And, and Browner, for everything you've ever said about Otani, Otani can hit like this and he can pitch, and it doesn't equate to winning. So Alex, if you could put the numbers back up because I didn't have a chance to kind of really just go through them if you could, really quick for everybody.
1: 35 home runs is a career high, 108 RBIs. He's two away from a career high. Uh most walks in baseball, 128, fifth best OPS 935. Like he's having a career season. He's gonna at the end of it, it's gonna be like, damn. That's right. pretty good. Okay.
0: And and what I oh. said to my friend though was, and this is what I said to him last night. I go, the Padres should trade Juan Soto. And he kind of he laughed at me, and you know what he said? He goes. I do anything to come on Kaplan and crew, and debate the other side of that—that that the Padres I will do that should for not. Yeah, the Padres should not trade Juan Soto.
3: I agree. Um, <laughs>
0: here's the only, but here's the only thing. I, I'm I'm coming from a position of Manny's not going anywhere, Xander's not going anywhere, and Tatis is not going anywhere. So if those three guys are going to be part of the Padres going forward, I find mm-hmm. it very hard to believe that the Padres are going to sign Juan Soto for, call it, $40 million a year. I just find that hard to believe. So so when I say that the Padres should trade Juan Soto, what I mean is they're not going to be able to or, or will be unwilling to give him the kind of money he can get. So they ought to go out and restock the farm system with this guy. That's all I'm trying to say.
2: What... Do- <laughs> in response to the end of the year statistics on this team this is the one thing that i have been consistent with that i've said since the all-star break at the end of the year they're we're all going to look at these stats and they're all really good with the exception of tatis who hasn't really created a a stat level for people to expect him to do xyz xander bogarts and juan soto at the end of the year will look like they had either average years of what they do or this guy turned out to have a career high year in things There's two sides to this. Either these guys are slow starters and they do great at the end of the year when you need these guys to be great at the end of the year. It just so happens that they're not in contention or they play better when there's no pressure on them to be successful because you're so far back in the race. I believe for Soto's case and for Xander's case, they're slow starters because in the postseason for the Padres, Soto got hits. Soto got big hits. So On that
1: Saturday night, he scored that game. Go exactly. ahead, Exactly.
2: So he got hits when you needed him to. So if we're talking about guys who all four of these guys can't be here, I 100%, from a financial perspective, agree with you, Scott. All four of them can't be here. That's why one of them has to go. Oh, and listen, if you, if you could
0: tell me, if, if, you could me if you could tell me to trade Xander, if you said, hey, I could trade Xander or I could trade Manny and I could keep Soto, I would do that.
2: I I am all, I am in this camp. I'm waving a flag as the camp leader. I would trade Manny Machado if it meant keeping Juan Soto. But I wouldn't do it if I was going to lose Soto to free agency anyway. Because again, those numbers, yes, those numbers to me, because I always say no one hits for power in Petco. This guy's got 35 home runs. That's yeah, good enough for me. Yeah, they're, they're not all in Petco but a person in a Padre uniform that can hit you 35 home runs, at that age, you need to find a way to keep that guy. And if that means you have to give away the guy who's kind of been your staple, but also the leader of the confusion, I, me personally, I don't think they're going to do this, but that's the guy that I would move. Mm -hmm. Because Xander, at the end of the year, here we are again, look at Xander's numbers. And he has been great this month. So has been great this month. So if they were in contention right now, Soto will be getting MVP votes for having his team in contention. Xander's right, name would be not. in the conversation as well, but, yeah, but they are not. not because I right. believe that these guys are slow starters.
0: Yeah, I don't believe that. I, I believe that the reason that they're fast finishers is because this there was no pressure. Now you could say, but wait, look at last year. Last year they there was pressure because they were trying to battle it, you know, to get into the postseason. Correct. Right. So Correct. so when you're battling for the postseason or when the and pressure the other guy is has off, two
2: World Series rings.
0: Yeah. And, the, and when the pressure's off, I mean, you're like, hey, I, you know, I can go out there and just play um, or I'm playing for something. Listen, I, I mentioned it a long time ago. I'm not saying that Juan Soto was Chase Headley, but Chase Headley had this monster second half because the season was long over. Um, I, I'm just saying that a month ago or so when it seemed like the season was over, Bogarts blew up and I think Soto has blown up. I, Alex, what do you say to all of this?
1: I think that it is one of the most ludicrous things on the face of this planet to say that you're going to be better without Juan Soto. Like uh, there is no, there's no scenario in any, in anything that has to do with the San Diego Padres where you're where you're better without Juan Soto. Correct. That's just a freaking fact, dude. Like you get, you, you thought you were bad. Get rid of those numbers, and replace it with another Trent Grisham in left field.
3: Mm. See how
1: that go, works out for you. Mm-hmm. Like, Ooh. listen, there's four games left. The Padres are still in it, and I know they're not gonna make it, but that's just the reality. So they had a, a terrible June. They had a bad August. And then that's the season and that's baseball. I mean, Hey, that's baseball. Correct. Really? Like there is no, there is nothing you can late. You can let Blake Snell go. He's shown Mm -hmm. you what he is. He's shown you when it comes to a contract there, he's going to be excellent. Like that is historic, but I mean, we, we, we've saw, we saw for multiple years, what Blake Snell really is. Juan Soto has been here for a year and two months. And He's 24 years old. He's 24 years old. But you what you got to do you. Do everything? No. That you I, I don't care. I, I don't have a solution, but I'm telling you, <laughs> I don't care. I don't have a solution because they don't have a solution. And he's re- right. represented by Scott Boris. So the chances are of him signing this offseason are like zero. So my point being, though, there is nothing the Padres should stop short of doing. To re-sign Juan Soto. Okay, nothing. so here, so so back to the there's original. There's nothing more important than getting Juan Soto to be here long-term. Okay, so back and to
4: that the is original that I genuinely believe that. Genuinely yeah,
1: believe it. Here, but here's the thing. Interesting. If if
0: if you've already got Machado at 35 million, and mm-hmm. you've got Bogarts at 28 million, and you've got Tatis, I don't even know what the numbers are. He
1: doesn't ever make more than like 25, I think.
0: Oh, okay. So let's just call it 25. I know that there's a lot of talk now. About how the Padres next year will not have the $255 million payroll that they had this this past season because they didn't get the return on the investment. So and that was you know, literally never sustainable. Uh, well, Correct. okay. Okay, maybe not. That amount of money. That amount yeah. of money. But but again, here's the thing: the original conversation is Juan Soto is going to have a career year. And when the season is over, you're gonna look at his stats and you're gonna go. That's one of the best baseball players in all of Major League Baseball. That's what the stats tell you. But you're the Padres, and you've doled out a lot of money to three guys in particular, and they now have long-term deals. Manny's deals another nine years. Bogart's deals another nine years. Tatis, you don't care about because Tatis is so young. But you have two guys in Manny and Xander that have nine years remaining, and they're they're in their early 30s. If, if, if the scenario were posed this way, If you could trade one of the Padres' big three, I call them the big three, even though there's a big four, but if you could trade one of the three guys that are signed to keep Juan Soto, my answer would be yes. Yes. And if you said, well, which of the three would you trade? I'm with Browner, and I've been consistent. I said this weeks ago. I would trade Manny Machado. Here's where I think the biggest problem is, is that even if the Padres thought the same thing we thought, I don't know how many teams around Major League Baseball, even as good as he's been. I don't know how many teams around Major League Baseball want to take on Manny Machado's nine-year 35 million dollar a year contract. Uh,
2: if, if you th- and this is where the hard decisions come in, because this is a very difficult decision to make. You have to just get a team to just take them. Don't worry about prospects. Don't worry about trade value. Just get another organization to take that full contract because you're gonna have to turn around and give all that money to Juan Soto. Yeah. To because to me that's the only viable option in this that you trade one of those dudes and you get somebody to just take the take the contract because you got to turn around and give all that money to Juan Soto. So there's no other those option. People,
1: so for those people listening or watching right now, and they're talking and you're hearing. Us talk about trading Manny Machado, trading Xander Bogart or
2: Xander Bogart, like, right?
1: Let's put it all into perspective of why this conversation even has to happen, right? 255 million dollar payroll is not gonna happen. Kevin AC said they will have a $200 million dollar payroll. That's kind of what this team is expected to to go be going forward.
2: Yeah.
1: AC's article today. Can you just
0: show everybody the paragraph that, that you pulled out and then we'll we'll jump right back into it? But this is how AC reported it today in the union tribune uh, about how people for- from AC today. Oh, well, what did you, which one was the paragraph that you had pulled out?
1: That's about Bob Melvin's future. Okay. All right. Well, okay. Cause it
0: also mentions the $255 oh, okay. million. So,
1: um, okay. I didn't realize this was Dennis Lynn. I thought this yeah, was AC. team officials have acknowledged that the Padres payroll currently at franchise record 255 million will likely be pared down in 2024. Uh, Kevin AC's article two days ago, talked about like around 200 million is probably what they'll be
0: and and by the way the beginning part of that whole dennis lynn thing that you just showed was um listen to this line there has been widespread speculation that melvin who has a year left on his contract will either voluntarily leave the organization or be fired at the end of the season i told you guys this three weeks ago it wasn't it was news to me um it wasn't news to people that were so close to the padres but that Melvin was he really wanted to quit at the end of last year because yeah. he, he just hated being um, a puppet for A.J. Preller. He, he definitely was brought in um, the way they scored him from Oakland when nobody knew he was available. He definitely thought coming in he was going to get to manage the club and mm-hmm. the way he managed in Oakland. And that obviously that was power taken from him. So. The the idea that he was going to quit at the end of last year seemed far-fetched when I said it on the air a few weeks ago. It's being widely reported everywhere since. Um, And so as far as Melvin is concerned, did you see his quote? Because we all had a great laugh yesterday when he was talking about how Josh Hader wouldn't pitch, but that's just the way it is, and he blamed it on Hader, and he blamed it on Preller, but he didn't even have to say who he was blaming it on. But Bob Melvin, people are now starting to ask him, yo, dude, um, have you been told you're getting fired? Or... Are the rumors true that you might actually be leaving, Alex? Can you put up what uh, what Melvin said? Here it is. Go ahead. Let's let's hear what he said.
1: He said, uh, "I'm doing my job like I always have until someone tells me different, and I have not been told different." Right. Yeah.
0: No one has told me that they're firing me, but you're not asking the follow up, or at least it's not. We don't have the quote. Well,
1: implication being that, and if you read it in context, context implication being that he's not going to quit. That
3: was yeah. Why? You know, why, why he, uh,
0: if if I were him, I wouldn't quit. Why I'm would not forfeiting I forfeit that money? Well, listen, you have one more year left on your deal. It's kind of like a thing in baseball where a manager should not just have a year left because he's considered a lame duck Correct. if you' if you are Bob any Melvin, sport right. If you're Bob Melvin, you don't quit because you're sacrificing whatever he gets paid in a year, two million dollars, whatever it is. you know? Um, it's like, no, I'm not quitting, but you can fire me and pay me, and I'll leave.
3: yeah
2: I, I, did, um,
1: I, go ahead. I was just gonna finish off the the payroll thing because the only yeah. reason that I thought that that it's a. It's something the Padres are going to have to figure out. You know, we can sit here and be like, oh, they got to trade Manny. You know, it's it's easier said, right? Yeah, I saw the Woj bomb too, Browner. Um, <laughs> uh, I just got it right now. I got to. I didn't get it. Can you, uh, you can I'll tell you right now. But, yeah. Uh, here's the thing. Padres, mm-hmm. let's and, and let's just talk about reality for a second. Manny Machado, Xander Bogarts, Fran Tatis Jr., Joe Musgrove, Yu Darvish, Jake Cronenworth, Robert Suarez, all signed long-term, whether, whether that be anywhere from four to ten years. Mm-hmm. On average, if you just put their salaries on average, they already committed to those players, those six guys, seven guys, 140 million dollars a year on average. So when you talk when when you when you guys want to talk about like why is this even a conversation, I want all four of them. Mm-hmm. Because in the reality, is if you throw in 40 million dollars, dude, can you really do that? Dude, I Juan told Soda? you
0: guys I told you guys this last year, and you guys were like, You're raining on my parade. They signed Bogarts. They they re-signed Manny. And I said, gosh, I'm I mean, just You were waiting on the
2: parade at the time. You were.
0: Well, just because, because you guys were all excited, like as if, you know, it was an automatic World Series. And and no. people like it. People deserve to be excited because they've never had this sort of spending right. and they've never had this sort of superstar laden team. Um, but I was worried from the beginning what the long-term implications were. And you just said them perfectly, Alex. You have seven guys that you've committed $140 million to. And by the way, of those seven yeah. guys, all of them underperformed this year. I mean, I guess I mean, Bogarts maybe didn't, but
1: everybody else yeah. kind of did. I mean, that's the thing, too. And we well, I even remember saying on the show at some point, you know, it's when you see numbers from the East Coast or from afar, and you're Correct. like, damn, Freddie Correct. Freeman, 350, like multiple doubles record, this and that. And you're like, damn. And that's the thing about Soto. It's like, yeah, I get to watch him every single day. This dude would have 50 home runs if he was more aggressive, not looking for walks all the time. Mm-hmm. This dude would like, but I just think that this year, I genuinely believe that the way they performed with runners in scoring position, the way they started off the season, that terrible month of June, I think it's an outlier for these guys because they have track records of how good they are. Right, but the
0: outlier is is that,
1: I know, but, but
0: I know, but the numbers part of it is one thing. But it, it's it's everything that's been reported in the last couple of weeks. And it's that's why chemistry. It's it's the it's the front office interference. Those are the problems.
1: Yeah, but those can be resolved. These players Easily. are going to be here.
3: Yeah, right. That that thing. Here.
1: And Joe Musgrove said that yesterday. To Marty, Joe Musgrove said he she asked him like, "Hey, you know what about like Bob Melvin and maybe him getting fired?" And he's like, "You know what? It's the unfortunate part of sports. Coaches are the first ones to get blamed. Coaches are the first ones to go because it's a lot harder to move players." And that's the reality that this organization has put themselves in is that these guys will be here. You're not going to trade Manny Machado. You're not going to trade Xander Bogaerts. You're not going to trade. Why would you trade Fernando Tatis? like you're just not going to do that because no one's going to take it. And honestly, what do you replace? What do you get back in return? That's going to make you a contender and make everybody happy. You imagine trading Manny Machado to, to, to this offseason and getting like, oh, they got the number 10 prospect. They got the number 15 prospect. Like, who cares? Mm-hmm. On this show if we've you, all said
2: who cares. Mm-hmm. If you, mm-hmm. but he, here's my here's my point but cuz I believe that's what has to happen for that player in particular to get somebody to just take the money. Whether and you throw everything you have at Soto, you make him king for a day, roll out the red carpet to get him to sign to stay here. Whether that works or not, I don't know. But what I do know is like you said and like many people who have said at the end of the year You cannot let him walk, and you cannot get equal back in trade value. So what are you going to do? I would prefer to trade an older Manny Machado, who clearly has a grip on this clubhouse in an unfavorable way, and see what happens with everybody else, rather than to bring him back and then bring Soto back on a year where you you can't sign him because you don't have the money to do so. And you're just going to let him play the string out. And then after after that, he's going to walk.
0: The timing of all this is really unfortunate. Because remember when they got Soto, the thought was, well, you've got him for this period of time. And if things aren't working out by the trade deadline of next season, then you'll have to trade him. But the thing is, is that because you've signed Manny to this monster deal, you cannot sign Soto now. And even if you do sign Soto now, you'll never be able to move any of these guys because no one in baseball is going to help you. You know what I mean? No one's going to want those contracts. They were mad at you because know you, you
2: did them contracts. But like
0: they're also going to know you're desperate to move one of them. So, so yeah, this is, uh, but, this is a, but,
2: yeah, it's 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 a lot,
1: and this is why this offseason is going to be the most entertaining offseason. But the I, think I think you could get somebody to take Manny. I the
2: thing I think you get somebody to take him if you don't want anything back of importance.
1: I don't uh, want Manny traded. You guys never asked me. I don't want Manny traded. This guy carried this team last year. Just so could have have elbow surgery and let's go. Well,
0: it's but there's got to be like a complete attitude adjustment. Yeah, top and to I don't bottom. Mean, yeah, top to bottom. That's right. All right. A um, uh, hey, big Woj bum. Okay. Can we get to- huge? Well, okay. Woo! Wait a second. Ba, ba,
2: ba, ba, ba. That, that, you start the NBA season. Like a a huge
0: oh, you- bum. Tell me, Dude. it's like a Damian Lillard thing. Yes. Okay. You got to hustle it up because we got Eric Williams coming up, and I want to get to it
1: before the break. The Portland Trail Blazers have traded Damian Lillard to the Milwaukee Bucks as a part of a three way deal. The Milwaukee Bucks get Damian Lillard. The Suns get Yosef Nurkic. The Blazers get DeAndre Ayton. Woo! And there's a bunch of other pieces. Huge wow. trash. All, right. All
0: right. Hold on a second. Eric Williams is scheduled to join us to talk some NFL next. Woo! Hold on.
5: All right, everybody. Hey, quick halftime report.
0: Thank you. To everybody who has contacted me, like I, I posted something the other day on Facebook, which I never really do anymore, but I posted something on Facebook about my college visits this past weekend and some guy hits me up and goes, Hey, hey, hey what's the promo code for the mushroom products? And here's what I told him. Go to our website and <laughs> click on mushroom life. And that'll take you to where you can buy and save that 50%. I was saying that I got this box of products the other day from mushroom life and the literature inside kind of says it all. Uh, Mushroom Life has launched a revolutionary line of functional and euphoric mushroom products, utilizing the planet's most powerful medicinal mushrooms. This unique and appealing line is highly effective, efficient, and a convenient solution to nurture the body and elevate the mind. We call it Mushrooms for Life. So you see that product in the middle, that green bag? That's their Euphoria product, and that's what they were talking about here. Um, Medicinal mushrooms for um, a variety of different things, whether it's functionality or euphoria. I just say this. I always say be careful with those because, you know, as Brett Weiss says, you can take more, not less. And, Alex, you seem to have the opposite opinion. You say just go for it. Is that right?
1: hmm <laughs> Okay. I mean, dude, listen, you're taking a gummy. You know what you're doing. So do it.
0: I mean, could it have been said any better? Um, go to our website, kaplanandcrew.com, click on mushroom life. You save 50% on your first purchase. And every day I get receipts from people showing me that they purchase these mushroom life products because everybody's interested. Hey, um, speaking of interesting, by the way, um, I'm interested in, in sports betting now more so than ever before. Why? Cause I hear it on the broadcast. I, I see it on sports center. Um, the the lines are, are are such an important part of the game and by the way the post game analysis as i've been doing the last couple of weeks bet us 1-800 my bet us 1-800 my bet us bet us um has this 125 percent sign up bonus so you sign up and they'll go 125 percent of what you sign up and if you have any issues i mean like let me know because i'll tell you this like i signed up and i found it to be quite an easy process and if i can do it believe me you can do it so um I I can't believe this business has been there for 30 years, second year with us, but they have been so popular worldwide. And now as sports gaming is so much more prevalent in America, a lot of people are are using BetUS and a lot of our listeners and viewers are saying it's the best site they've used for it. So BetUS.com, 1-800-MY-BETUS to set up an account. BetUS.com, sportsbook and casino, where the game begins. And if you have any problems with gambling, of course, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, let's do
5: it, Alex. Let's get right back to it.
0: Hey, great friends. What's going on? Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. Hey, if you're just getting with us, let me tell you where things started. First segment, we're kind of warming up. We're loosening up uh, lots of stuff and you got to really focus and concentrate to stay up with us because man, we were just all over the place. Second segment, we were deep into the Padres and Juan Soto and the career year that he's had and what his stats look like at the end and what it equates to to winning and how do you keep the guy? And we were about to get to Eric Williams from Fox Sports to talk some NFL, but we've pushed Eric a segment because at the end of the last segment, everybody's phone was blowing up with a monster, monster st- a trade story in the NBA. Now look, I know we're not in NBA season, but um a story of kinda this magnitude. Are now. Yeah. <laughs> story of a story of this magnitude deserves a little bit of time. Um mm-hmm. Alex, if you could set up the whole trade that took place today so that we can kind of jump into it for a second.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to put it up on the screen so everybody can just see it themselves if they're watching. Okay. So this is pretty much official Shams and Woj now tweeting this. This is the full trade package. Brown, you're gonna have to fill us in on some names here. But okay. the full trade, the Bucks, the Milwaukee Bucks get Damian Lillard. Mm-hmm. The Portland Trailblazers get Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayan, Tumani Kamara, a 2029 first round pick and a Bucks pick swap. And the Suns will get Yusuf Nurkic, Kasir Nittle. Keon Johnson and Grayson Allen. So Nasir Lidl-
2: the Bucks Nasir- get Nasir- Damian Nas- Lillard, Nasir Little,
1: Keon Johnson.
2: Yes.
0: Can you put that back up on the screen? Because I don't know what he just said. Because these are names that I don't. I'm not familiar with. I'm not. I was pronouncing sure, their names but, properly. Okay, well, but it, I just want to put that up on the screen for one quick second. So a couple weeks ago, Giannis was saying that if the Bucks don't show him that he's serious, that they're seriously committed to winning, that when his time is done, when his contract is up. He might be looking to get out. And, of course, every Laker fan immediately jumped to the conclusion that Giannis will eventually be a Laker. But if the Bucks get Damian Lillard, which, according to the reports, they have, um, I would think that that shows Giannis, hey, we're not joking around. We're, we're really serious about winning. What I can't figure out here is, uh, Browner, look at the Suns line down at the bottom. What did the Suns really, really get out of all of this?
2: So I think the Suns needed more <laughs> balance. On their roster, Yusef Nurkic is pretty much a lesser but serviceable version of DeAndre Ayton. He won't demand the ball, but he's very injury prone. He's had multiple uh, lower leg injuries, which is pretty bad. Nasir mm-hmm. Little was supposed to be one of these uh, McDonald All-American, North Carolina freshman, all-star lottery picks, which he turned out to be. He is an undersized four. He cannot score. He cannot dribble. Will he play defense for the Suns? That's a question. I think Keon Johnson's play, maybe two minutes, he can score. But can he score at the NBA level? And Grayson Allen is the the most interesting person in this trade to me is Grayson Allen. He's -hmm. the most dirtiest player left in the NBA. He doesn't necessarily get along with teammates because of the dirty things he does. But he's a really good NBA player. He's like uh, uh, Alex Caruso or um, this other guy the Lakers have that everybody likes, the white guy.
0: Mm -hmm. Austin Reeves. Uh,
2: Yes, he's one of those types of guys. Very mm-hmm. good NBA player, earns his spot, plays defense, and can score for you in a pinch. So I like what the Suns did with the with Yusuf Nurkic and Grayson Allen. I don't know what Nasir Little is going to do, and I think Keon Johnson's pretty much going to be uh, released. But I, think I like really what, the, I like what
0: the Blazers did. And I think the Blazers, you know, Lillard was telling everybody he won't come back; he's gone. Look how the Blazers have just kind of stocked up their. Um, their current roster, and then they've got some draft picks coming? No, you don't think so? I mean, they
2: but but they had to get something for Lillard. True. You're 100% correct. They had to get something for Lillard. But what was out there for Lillard, I think from a youth perspective, they could have gotten more from Toronto. The problem with the Blazers is Drew Holiday is a point guard. He cannot play small forward. The most important – the underlying reason why they traded Dame is because they have the kid who they drafted, number two – and they also have Anthony Simons, who plays the, the two guard and he scores. So, what is Drew Holiday gonna do? I think he's gonna get moved again. They're gonna keep DeAndre Aiden because they need a big. I never even heard, I have never even heard of this Kamara character and a 2029 20, first round pick is whatever to me
0: yeah i mean it's it's just it's just an asset to have they
2: could have got more the blazers could have gotten more what do you think no i
1: just think that's that that's what i wanted to ask browner about because i know drew holiday i know how much of a cancer deandre has turned into in phoenix i don't know what tumani kamara is and obviously picks in the nba don't mean anything unless you get like a top three pick so correct i just think that the from an outside perspective the Blazers were out of the Damian Lillard business, and mm-hmm. they just were ready to get out. Right,
0: and by the way, but we're this paying does... a guy sixty something million dollars to be mm. on a mediocre team.
1: Yeah, the, I the, mean, the, inter- the interesting part he's about the Otani this. of the Blazers. Mm-hmm. Yes, lots of lots of stats, no wins, no wins, yeah. lots the, of the salary, idea. and 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 nothing to yeah.
2: show for it. The idea with this trade is going to be the team that did not make the trade because it was supposed to be the Heat from the very beginning, and they didn't want to put on the table enough to make the trade happen. So that's going to be interesting. Uh, Philadelphia didn't want to put enough on the table. Toronto didn't want to put enough on the table. And now you trade this guy to the conference where these other teams and other front offices didn't want to put enough on the table to a team that literally just needed another guy like this. is I just, I, this is is all in the NBA.
1: I always love to bring it back home. Uh, the Suns didn't get better, the Blazers didn't get better, and the Bucks got way better. So Correct. as a Laker fan, yeah. cool.
3: Because mm-hmm. I
1: don't I genuinely Correct. don't think the Suns are like your Nurkic is always hurt, like you said. Oh true holiday, hurt. fine. He's on his what fourth team already. Yeah. So it's like very good player, but just one of the dudes that's gonna bounce around. Like yeah, yeah. So you got Damian Lillard out the west. The Blazers always beat the Lakers, so that's nice. But but and you had to, it, and you had to put Drew Holiday
2: fun. in there for for contractual reasons cuz he makes so yeah. much money. Yeah. That was the only way to meet the level of money that Dane makes, fun which with is a that, stupid Boston. part of the NBA trade. But,
0: but if you're yeah. if you're Giannis, just go back to Giannis a couple weeks ago. Giannis kind of lays down the law if you will.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. You know? He says, "Hey, if if I don't get this the feeling that the Milwaukee Bucks, and I'm paraphrasing, but if I don't get the feeling that the Milwaukee Bucks are serious about championships, I'm out of here and I'm going to go get serious about winning championships. And it's like, bro.
1: Yeah, I'm going to do what every other NBA player does. but right. Right. I've already brought you one. Yeah. Enjoy it. I'm out. Well, help me
0: get yeah. another one. Right, right. Yeah. Like, like, I'll stay here because I like it here, but you have to help me win more rings. I Correct. can't just yeah. be a – because – it it kind of, I know we'll talk about this with Eric Williams coming up. It's kind of like Devonte Adams from the Raiders was saying yesterday. We'll, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll wait for Eric to show up, but it's kind of like Devonte Adams is saying, I don't have time for this. Mm-hmm. And, and guys kind of realize at some point, Hey, yeah, I know I'm young and I know I've already won a championship in, in Giannis's case, but I feel like I could be an all-time great and to be an all-time great, I need more rings.
1: Giannis already won a championship. Giannis already won MVPs and he's only 28 years old. He's going to be 29. Crazy. He, Crazy. For the NBA, he's about to enter the, the next 3 or 4 years will be the best Giannis we've ever seen. He's and fully gonna... grown into his body. This dude is like he's developed jump shots. He can shoot threes now. And now you team him up with a guy that doesn't miss threes in clutch moments like, and who's always healthy. He just tells his team he's not healthy, but <laughs> like like this is a duo Honestly, from on paper, oh, on oh, paper, man. Kobe Shack type right. stuff. Dude. Right.
2: This is this, this is the greatest. This might be the greatest pick and roll duo you may ever see in NBA history. If 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 that's what they want to do. If you want to pick and roll with these two dudes, you there, there's no answer. There, because if you go off on Dame, he'll step back three. And if you switch off on Giannis, a smaller guy, that's the easiest bucket. He will get all this. And this is what I say about good they still management. At least got Chris Middleton. And they still got Chris <laughs> Middleton. This is what I say about good management. They don't care what we have. What can we get with what we have? This guy says he wants better players. Go get him better players. Because this is the thing where the owner probably went, what did he say? Mm-hmm. Okay. Doesn't Dame want to be traded? Whatever they want. Give it to him. Beat the next well, guys and, off. By, and, by he- the way,
1: how different. We're just finished having a conversation about who the fans want to see traded in the NBA. It's like, which player wants to be traded? Right. Cause that's in player in the NBA. The players have all the control. Every and Damian every Lillard finally put his foot down this offseason, Finally. And mm-hmm. was like, get me out. And not only did they get him out, did they ship him to Orlando? No, they no. shipped him to Oklahoma city so they could rebuild no. their future and get a massive amounts of picks from them. No, where they give him to a championship contender. Here and,
0: you go. and you say, he has, you know, they have all the power. I mean, for the longest time, it was he refuses to go anywhere other than Miami, right? You know, and and the league kind of jumped in and went, "Hold on a second here, timeout, buddy." You know, right? We're not gonna, yeah. you're not gonna force your way into only it's it's only one team, and mm-hmm. so I don't think anybody, at least I know, I, I also never wasn't paying that. attention. Well, I'm just what I'm getting at is, did anybody <laughs> see Milwaukee as as a landing spot for? Denver?
2: No, I don't think but, anybody but saw Milwaukee but, because but that was go ahead. That was but that was perfect because Milwaukee just let everybody make their offers, and then they came in with good players, young players, got a third team involved, got a former number one pick, and picks for a team that wants to be competitive, but also don't they don't want large, old heavy contracts. So Portland got everything they wanted out of the deal because they're more concerned about scoot Henderson and and, and seeing what he can do now. The, poor, the Milwaukee Bucks now have Damian Lillard, Chris Middleton. They still have Bobby Portis. They obviously have Giannis, and they now have Brooke Lopez. This is That's the team to beat. That's the team to beat in the league, period, because it's way more balanced than what's happening in Phoenix. It's younger than what's happening in Golden State, which I think that team is in a toilet now. The Lakers are a very good matchup for this team. Because the Lakers are interesting and they have LeBron and they have AD and when healthy, they can compete with anybody. But outside of those, those teams off the top of my head, like Milwaukee's way better than Boston now. They're way better than Philadelphia. And they're way better than Miami now. Like that. In the span of yeah. one trade, they've now one player hopped everyone. And, one yeah. one and guy.
1: Yeah. The reason the Bucs weren't in the conversation. I guess the heat were because Damian Lillard put it on the map. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. But he wanted to go. The there. Bucks were the top seed already. Last yeah, year. right. Yeah, they got right. bounced in the first right. round. But oh, yes. like they were that's already whole, there.
0: Well, that was the whole thing about Giannis, is is I'll call it a threat. You know, you know, make this team competitive right here. Bro, that you were the number one seed. You guys yeah, got like, bounced so. by the by the
2: the last seed.
0: This and then the told NBA. everybody it
2: wasn't a failure. This is the NBA. You can say it was a threat. You know how uh, yeah, it was not right. that's how they it operate. Was this was a and threat. A beautiful this thing. isn't football or baseball where you can be like, oh well, I don't know. No, these guys come out and they tell yeah. you, fix okay. it.
3: The
1: beautiful thing about the NBA, there's no 12-year contracts. So both these dudes, both these dudes are out of contract (laughs) in two years. If it don't work, two years. You got two years to make it work. Mm -hmm. That's a beautiful thing about basketball, man.
0: Let me do this. I want to just switch over to something else that we talked about yesterday. So I'm glad we kind of got into that as that was breaking earlier in the day. Browner, before I move on, I gotta just ask you, are you ready? Are you are you ready right now? Is it is it is it mushroom lifetime? It is, you know. I get these messages from people on
2: different things. I'm running out models. though, bro. I'm running out.
0: What do you got there? Which one is that? That's the uh this is my sustained energy. energy. I got a brand new bottle for you right here. Got a brand new bottle for the brother right here.
2: Got Listen, I'm telling bottle. you, we got we gotta to talk to our people because I'm getting messages too. We need to talk to our people about getting a brown bag where we put some of the stuff that brown like in there and we see what that bag can do promotionally.
0: Yeah, I'm willing to. Uh Brett Weiss, the owner Brett, of Brett, call Motors. at your boy. He was going to come on this week because I wanted to introduce him to everybody, but he's like, wait, just give me one more week because he's got some other product that he wants to launch and he wants us to uh, to know about it. So he doesn't want to come on until after that's that's already out there. All right. So, Brown, what do we got? We got two tinctures. This is why you're two running tinctures. out so fast.
2: I know, bro. I'm a big guy. Two tinctures are the sustained energy. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: And, and then, then what's the gummy that you say? Don't, don't let it blow up in your hand. What's that one? The, the mental energy. The mental got energy, it. also known as brain, got it right here. Me mental energy, got it right here. I've been, I've been taking the brown bag will also include the sleep, mm-hmm. the sleep gummy, and the brown bag will also include sex drop Saturday. Uh, 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 uh,
4: uh. When you,
0: when you order, I suspect you're gonna get what I got, which is the the literature, which tells you, you know, what plant based medic medications are all about, and also on the back, kind of the the full line. Of all the different stuff. And and I'll just say this, um, you're saving 50%. So a lot of people are buying this because they're like, hey, you're talking about recreational mushroom gummies. That sounds kind of cool. Um, and other people are thinking, well, this is more of a plant-based medicine. Like Browner's using it for focus and concentration and energy. Uh-huh. So got to give it a shot. You're saving 50%. When you uh, go to our website, Crew.com, click on Mushroom Life or Mushroom Life, which is L-Y-F-E, mushroomlife.com slash great friends. Your first purchase is 50% savings. <laughs> Alex, you have a goofy uh, uh, smile on your face right now. What's up? Yeah,
1: while well, you guys were doing I was just on, on X. And mm-hmm. yesterday, a, a reporter that covers the Bucks for JS Online mm-hmm. uh, talked to Drew Holiday yesterday. Mm. And the quote says, I don't want to play for any other team. I think we have a chance to continue to do great things as a Bucks team and an organization, so I want to be in Milwaukee I mean, yes. yesterday.
2: Mm. They hit him with the, yeah, we do. You, you yeah, got to yeah. go. <laughs> I make too much money. Yeah,
0: that's pretty amazing. That's an, a, an incredible story As is, is where, you know, the basketball season, the NBA season will start in like early October. I want to say like I was looking at the Lakers uh, preseason schedule, and I think it starts October 11th. And then I was looking at the beginning of the basketball season because, of course, you know, all I'm thinking about is dude, I just grinded all summer long from 4 to 7 p.m. I missed the entire summer. There was no happy hour. There were no sunsets. I mean, I was on the air every day from 4 to 7. And when the basketball season gets here and they the Lakers go play on the East Coast and I get preempted and I'm off in the afternoon, bring that to me, pal. Or when the Lakers play at home and they play a 7 o'clock game and I'm off the air at 5.30, I'll take that too.
1: How many so, Lakers games are
2: going to this year?
0: You know what? As many as you guys want to go to. I, I love going. I got to say, I've become Bruh. a really big fan of going to the games. You know?
2: Bucks Lakers, Bucks Lakers. Make sure put us yeah, on the good. put us in the slot. Now I don't need that. I don't need that. I do. I don't need that.
3: I do. I, listen, yeah, I'm a.
1: Might I'm be a tough I, one. You want <laughs> listen, to see the Spurs you give me, again? You get. I'll, I'll I'll watch the Hornets. I don't care. Well,
2: no, you, you know what? The Spurs. You won't be able to see them. Win Benyama. That's gonna be a good ticket this oh, year. True. Yeah, that's true. right. So they out. Right. We yeah. got to see the the Wizards. Yeah. yeah, I want a Friday
1: game though. I don't want to come no, home I'm at with one you. in the morning. I'm with you. I want come home do... at one in the morning, dude. I
0: prefer a Friday <laughs> or a Saturday, and then this way I can stay up in LA and not have to schlep all yeah, the way home. Maybe
1: I'll just yeah. go to Oxnard for the weekend all or right. something. You know? Hey, let
0: me let Ooh. me do this. Let me let me have one minute. You know, coming up, we're gonna have Eric Williams, our NFL insider. He'll be here to discuss the week that was of the NFL and the week that's upcoming in the NFL. Um, Browner, you had something yesterday. You were talking about how Joe Musgrove, because he's injured should not be talking about the Padres and the locker room and leadership and all that, that an injured guy who can't help should not be talking. Is that, that was your opinion yesterday,
2: right? 100%. Yes.
0: I want to play for you guys. What Pat McAfee had uh, Aaron Rodgers on the show yesterday and Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) Let me, I'll just play it for you, and then you tell me what you think <laughs> about Aaron Rodgers and what he said yesterday about the Jets. Go ahead and play it.
4: This is what teams have to go through. You know, there, there's there's adversity points in every season. This year it's happening early, and people are coming, coming for us, uh, and there's, you know, some uh, heated conversations on the sideline and different things. I think we need to hold our poise a little bit better across, the, really just offensively, you know. We need to... Uh, to not have some of those things happen on the on the sideline and and to be a little better and to be a little uh, uh, just be a little better competitors. You know we need to understand this is part of it. It's not always going to be pretty. The most important thing is winning. You saw what happened in Green Bay. They were down seventeen nothing and came back and won that game. An ugly game, eighteen seventeen. Doesn't fucking matter. It's like you win the game. That's the most important thing. Or however, you got to get it done. So. You know, there's been, I think, too many little side conversations, and we just need to grow up a little bit um, on offense and, and lock in and do our jobs, everybody, and not point fingers at each other, and that's everybody. All
0: right, so, all right, listen, we got a couple minutes before uh, Eric Williams. Should, should Aaron Rodgers, who's a first-year New York Jet, who got hurt after four plays, should Aaron Rodgers not assume mm-hmm. the role of leader?
2: Shut up shut up you are on the training table you ain't even on the sidelines well, i wonder if he's even up, bro. in bro i wonder
0: if he's in there he's building. not in
2: new york
1: he's
0: all right is he in new, new york, york? Right. is he around the team right. every day cut it, it out i mean this like is the
1: this is what the jets did for him they put him on this pedestal this is like what the jets wanted they got their guy to talk about what they are and when Aaron Rodgers says we need to be better we need to grow up we need to be better competitors that's what the
0: jets did for this guy but you know what, though? Here's a really interesting part of this drama is that, um, is that Robert Sala, who I said to you in watching Hard Knocks, I don't buy him as a head coach, but I also said to you that I think Zach Wilson will be ready. Thus far, I've been proven to look quite <laughs> stupid. I mean, it, this is as bad of a take as a Carson Wentz kind of a take here.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. you It's pretty welcome. It's pretty
0: yeah. bad. But but look at Robert Sala. Now, the storyline in New York is, is that there's about to be like an upheaval in the Jets' locker room. So during hard knocks, when they had Aaron Rodgers, everybody was celebrating Robert Sala. Now, no Aaron Rodgers when everybody was purely dependent on the guy. Robert Sala still tells you that Zach Wilson gives them the best chance to win. The rest of the team is going, there's nobody else? Nobody? nobody. that Nobody. And here, listen to Coach Robert Sala nobody. from the Jets. Nobody. Uh-
4: Right now, Zach is the best player on the, in the um, – he's who gives us the best chance to win. And, um, you know, so that's – basically, the, that would be the cleanest answer I could give you. Yeah. <laughs> um, he he was as uncomfortable as
0: Bob Melvin the other day. Man. When Bob Melvin was talking about Josh Woo. Hader and he wouldn't come out and say Woo. what needed to be said. Man, oh, man. He, that's bad. He – he – he, he – Uh. Let me think about this. He, hmm. Hmm. Uh, he gives us
1: the best chance to win?
0: I guess. You know, hey, if woo! you ain't got no haters, you ain't, no hey, no. you ain't, you ain't popping. That's what he said. you ain't you know got me? no haters, you ain't popping. Uh, I guess he's popping right now. Joe
1: Namath, hater number one. Oh, man. man. Robert Solaby popping. Dude. Dude. You
3: know, maybe uh. I, I just, oh, by
1: the way, uh, real quick, going back, yeah. I know we got to go to Eric Williams. Jimmy Butler put on Instagram, NBA, you need to check the Bucs for tampering.
0: Oh, really? Interesting.
1: I love the Uh, NBA. I told you off the court's the
0: best. It is. Hey, coming up, Eric Williams will be here. We'll talk a bunch of NFL. Uh, This segment being brought to us by Mountain Trust Realty Services, 858-376-1299, 858-376-1299. You want to talk to a real estate pro about a very complicated space right now? Call our guy, Gary Cooper, 858-376-1299. Eric Williams talking NFL next. All right, great friends. Hey, it's Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man coming to you from the 7 Mile Casino Studios, 7 You know, we were talking Padres in the last segment. I said we wanted to talk some NFL in this upcoming segment. Here to have his weekly discussion is Eric Williams, our NFL insider from foxsports.com. You know, uh, Eric, for so many years, covered the Chargers when they were in San Diego. He covered the Seattle Seahawks before that. He covers the NFC West in particular right now. That's his area of expertise with Fox Sports. So here's Eric Williams back on Kaplan
6: and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. E, how are we feeling today? What's up, fellas? Feeling great. Looking forward to uh, a week four. Interesting week three with a lot of uh, upsets and uh, interesting to see what's, you know, what's going to happen this week.
0: Yeah. As a matter of fact, I received a uh, message from a longtime listener and he uh, was talking to me about the Chargers and he was talking about how we're going to shock the world because (laughs) we're going to after we beat the Raiders, we're going to knock out Dallas and we're going to beat Kansas City. And I went, bro, uh, Dallas just got beat by Arizona. I don't think the Chargers beating Dallas will be shocking the world. Eric, what did you think of the Chargers and the way they won this past weekend against Minnesota?
6: Yeah, definitely a lot to talk about, you know, the fourth and one uh, on their own 24 yard line going for it and analytics versus old school decision making. Um, I think people are just kind of used to Staley making that decision at this point. Like that's, it's almost not as controversial as it was when he first started doing it. You know, people are more kind of head scratching in terms of giving Joshua Kelly the ball in that situation, not trusting your your $250 million quarterback, whatever Herbert makes, and letting him throw the ball, particularly with the way that he was playing, throwing for over 400 yards, only seven incompletions, uh, seemed like the the decision should have been to to either use Herbert and quarterback sneak or some kind of play-action pass and let him throw it. That said, they don't get it. Your defense is able to to get a turnover because – The Vikings panic and don't clock the ball at the end and and save some time and give them some more plays. Um, He still feels like they should have punted in that situation and, and and forced Miami to drive the length of the field. Uh, But I get it from an analytic perspective. And I also get it from the perspective that I think Staley's team expects him to go for in that situation. And they would be scratching their head if he didn't go for it based on what he's, he's done in the past. And so I feel like he has buy-in not only from the players, but the entire organization uh, in terms of, you know, that's kind of who they are and their identity. Um, at the end of the day, it works out for them. Um, and, and now they're one and two and they have the Raiders coming to play them. And, and like you said, Dallas after that. And so the ability to kind of turn things around uh, in terms of where their season's at.
0: Yeah. I um, As bad as the Raiders are, uh, and as much kind of storyline as there is now around Devontae Adams saying, Hey, I ain't got the time, you know. Um, in fact, Alex, can we play that while Eric is here? Yeah. Um, this is kind of the story for the Raiders now, right? Is is you're three games into the season. The quarterback is, you know, just marginal, plus he's in concussion protocol. The other plus, wide receiver that had a really good, you know, uh first week, he's in concussion protocol. And um, Devontae Adams is pretty much telling everybody. I don't have time for this in my career here. Play it.
4: Yeah. We we having a tough time consistently doing that right now, and I don't act like it's all crazy. It's it's week three, but I don't got time to wait around. You know, it's not a personal thing. I mean, it is a personal thing, but it ain't just about me. But I mean, it's not my mentality to sit here and try to take all season to figure it out and use these early games like this to establish our identity. We uh, we not doing things the right way to to establish a winning culture.
0: Um, early in the season. So we got to do something to to turn that around. Oh, man. Uh, All of a sudden, Chargers Raiders, where, you know, if you were a Raider fan, you're like, hey, there's going to be a blackout at SoFi Stadium on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, the Raider fans may take over, but I don't know how much you're going to have to cheer about this
6: weekend, Eric. Started with how they handled Josh Jacobs. You know, he was not in training camp, and you're a team that really leans on running the football. So you have no rhythm and chemistry with, with the running game which is kind of what you want to play off of to protect the guy that you gave a lot of money in and jimmy g and we know from jimmy g's passes he needs to be it needs to be set on a table for him to have success uh, it doesn't seem like that has happened and oh by the way this is the same guy that really struggled when he coached in denver and we kind mm. of wanted to give him a pass on that but now we kind of watch what's happening again and like it's kind of the same stuff that. We saw with the Broncos. You're now seeing uh, with the Raiders in terms of you know mismanagement in, in, the, in the clock and game day. Um, you now have players that are that are that are talking like they're talking. When you t- consider it Adams, um, they haven't had a lot of success, and so now you wonder you know did the Raiders make another mistake in bringing Josh McDaniels in, a big name that maybe. You know, isn't producing on the field like you you would expect or like.
2: I mean, I saw when a talk, clip.
6: Go ahead, Brian. When we talk about producing,
2: I mean, it's it's interesting you say that because if we if we go back to the Chargers side of the conversation, the idea that they can have so many names on defense and have spent so much money on defense, and to then also draft this kid now uh, with this name I can't pronounce, who appears <laughs> to be a yeah yes, who appears to be a very good football player on the defensive side of the ball and your head coach is a defensive head coach and that's the side of the ball you're struggling on. So going forward on fourth down, even if guys are used to it and even if the outside is ridiculing them, there has to be some questions now being asked, even within that organization about what do we do with all this talent on the defensive side and appear to be no production
6: yeah i mean it's a great question browner because like you said he's a defensive minded coach he had the number one ranked defense with the rams although he did have Jalen ramsey and aaron donald and now Mm -hmm. you you have you have bosa you have mac you you signed jc jackson to a ridiculous amount of money and he can't get on the field because he's not healthy the defense doesn't seem to be playing to its potential and, and he's the guy that had this amazing scheme which he learned from vic fangio um, but is not able to execute it with the guys that he has been given, which again, they're, they're, there's a lot of money on that side of the football. And so that kind of questions, you know, his, his football acumen, uh, not mm-hmm. only as a defensive play caller, but as, as a head coach. That said, as, a, as an organization, you can't keep turning over the head coaching job every four years. Eventually, you got to settle on a guy. You look at the teams that had the most success. You look at the Steelers over the years. You look at Seattle, who everybody was saying, get rid of Pete Carroll a year ago. He seems to be okay over there. At some point, Kansas City, you can go down the list. At some point, you just have to settle on a guy and you have to to ride through the, the ups and downs and the bumps. He's struggling on defense. Maybe at some point you look, hey, let's take that off your plate. Let's go get a legitimate defense coordinator to handle that. And then you just be the CEO of the team. I mean, maybe that's the thought process. He did it on offense with Kellen Moore, and it seems to be working for them. Maybe they need to do the same thing on the decent defense side of the ball.
1: So this is a long-winded question to take me to the next point. But, I mean, I'm not going to defend Josh McDaniels at all, ever. But I will say, like, that new general manager in Vegas – who decided let's get rid of Derek Carr and bring in another Derek Carr was not necessarily the smartest thing at quarterback because as Browner loves to point out, and this is my next question, uh, if you're under a Kyle Shanahan offense, you're going to be a good quarterback. and It doesn't really matter who your name is. So how good is Brock Purdy in the San Francisco 49ers? Because he hasn't lost a regular season game. And I know people like to yell that it's not just him. And I get it. The Niners are stacked everywhere. But that's, I mean, he hasn't lost a regular season game. He hasn't lost a game that he started. So how good is is Brock Purdy? How good is that team?
6: Well, the team's dynamic. I mean, just because of all the playmakers that they have on offense and all the ridiculous guys that they have on defense. So it's been built well. I'll say this about Brock. He makes three or four throws a game that I don't think Jimmy G ever could have made. You know, that, that throw that he made with the blitz coming to, to to Bell on the sideline, I mean, that wasn't a system throw. That was a Brock Purdy making a play throw. Same thing with the throw to Debo on the backside shoulder. Again, I don't think every, every quarterback can do that. He moves better than Jimmy G. And because he moves better than Jimmy G, he can distort the defense and make plays with his feet. Um, he can go out and get a first down with his feet. You know, Jimmy G could do that, but I think Brock's probably a better athlete. And I think... More than anything, he processes information quickly, which therefore allows Shanahan to run more of the inventory inventory of his offense than maybe he could with any other quarterback. And I think if you add all that up, you you, you get maybe the most efficient uh, quarterback that that Kyle has had since he's been there. Um, is he the most dynamic quarterback? You know that that can be argued based on his athleticism, but I think he's a perfect fit for for how Callahan wants to run that system based on all of the athletes they have at all the different positions, uh skill positions on offense. I you
1: wish Eric NFL Williams. was like a video game because I would just love, love to swap Zach Wilson and Brock Purdy and see what happens. Like I just I just think like magic. Like magic I just want to see it happen. But just Zach need Wilson is successful and in, in that's Champions the ultimate that is the ultimate like argument about Kyle Shanahan. Put in Zach Wilson over there put Brock Purdy over there, and let's see what happens because let's kill this narrative or make this narrative, like, official, you know? Hey, to me, you and Sam Darnold's to- the backup, so maybe
2: we'll see it. Oh, to true. me, you don't need to make it official. It's already proven itself. What has Matt Ryan did before him and after him? Like, just look at all Matt Ryan's topic. pretty good quarterback. Matt Ryan's man. good, dude. Has he ever been the – how many MVPs he got? One. Who was there when he got it? Kyle Shanahan. How many times he been to the Super Bowl? One. Who was there when he did it? Kyle Shanahan. All you gotta do is follow Kyle Shanahan's career and the quarterbacks he coached. Again, whether he's a magnificent head coach, that I don't know the answer to. But what I do know, that offense he runs, he knows the quarterback to pick, to put in it, to make it smooth. I don't know. Smooth. Man,
0: I, I don't know, to be honest with you. I think, I think um that. That may not be a thousand percent. Here's here's the the argument back. You know, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch were the guys that went out and drafted Trey Lance. They're the guys that mm-hmm. moved up the draft board because they had to have that quarterback. And then the reality of the situation was they drafted Brock Purdy as the last player selected in the draft. When you're when you're drafted there, you're maybe a camp arm and maybe an emergency three. And that's really what Brock Purdy was. And then mm-hmm. injuries, injuries, and then the next thing you know, Brock Purdy's turned into this sensation, and then him getting hurt and them losing the playoff game made his value seem even higher. And to Alex's point, he hasn't lost a regular season game yet. So I just think this this whole thing about Kyle Shanahan, whoever he has, like you're giving him all the credit for Matt Ryan for one yes. season When when you really look at Matt Ryan's career, statistically speaking, I mean, he had a Hall of Fame career.
2: Because you know? of the MVP.
0: Well, take the MVP out and just use the stats. Is Kirk Cousins in the Hall of Fame? He, he's not, he but he'll have be. Hall of Fame stats. <laughs> no, is Philip Rivers in the Hall of Fame?
2: Who would you rather have, Matt Ryan or Philip Rivers?
0: I, I would rather have Philip Rivers because I know Philip
2: question. Be, it is, but the reason why I'm making this argument in favor of Kyle Shanahan is because if you would rather have Philip Rivers, the only reason why Matt Ryan would even be in a conversation is because he had an MVP season and he took his team to the Super Bowl. But That's I mean, it. the argument that
1: Scott just laid out to you is a valid one. And I think. Because you say it doesn't matter who's that quarterback, it does if it's Trey Lance. Two games, play two games.
0: I, I know, but but they they kind of made a decision that he's not real. He's not as good as a guy who was drafted in the last pick of the draft. I mean that okay. he's a he's a a first round pick that they moved up to get all. They gave up a lot of draft capital to get
2: everything. Trey Lance. Everything you're saying is absolutely true. It doesn't matter what sports you play. If you come in for the guy that's hurt and you win and you don't lose, you got the job. It doesn't matter where we took this other guy or how good he is. You have not lost the game. You got the job until you lose. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, in this case, um, he's got the job because they got rid of the other guy. Eric Williams is here, our NFL insider <laughs> from Fox Sports, who's sitting here now, like now listening to an argument rather than participating. Um, Eric, let me since we're talking about the NFC West and we're talking about the uh, the Niners. What do you think about the Rams? And I ask it like that for this reason. Here's what I think. Um, You know, they may not have the roster. They've got a lot of guys that are mid-round picks. I mean, the other night, their left tackle got hurt. The guy who came in to play left tackle was a sixth-round draft choice in 22 out of San Diego State, this kid from Carlsbad. Right. Um, They don't have the roster the Rams, but at least I can see them competing and fighting, whereas since we were talking about the AFC West, when I look at the Broncos, what a bunch of – Quitting Dogs. Uh I saw this past weekend giving up 70 points. What what do you make of the Rams through the first 3 weeks?
6: I think the Rams are are what I expected. Um it's a very experienced coaching staff. You know McVay has just one losing season since he's been there. So McVay knows how to coach, understands the system, understand what he want what he wants to do on offense and defense. And so they're going to be a tough out because they're not going to beat themselves. And I think you you saw that through the first 3 weeks. They they went up to Seattle and and maybe the Seahawks were a little complacent and, and and they caught them. And then they give the Niners a good game at home, you know, have a chance to to win that game in the fourth quarter and then it kind of gets away from them. Uh the week 3 thing was the Bengals were ready and the Rams were were just not um personnel-wise, where they needed to be to compete with that team, mm-hmm. particularly once they started having injuries on in the offensive line. Mm-hmm. That game was very similar to a lot of games we saw from the Rams last year. They can't block anybody. McVeigh is too stubborn, wants to run his system, even though he has a backup left tackle, won't give him any help. Stafford sacked six times. They, you know, they're pressured half the time. And they're very young at receiver and at the skill position, so I think it's hard for them To make in-game adjustments because those guys haven't been running that system a lot. But they're going to be competitive week in and week out. If they're healthy, they're going to win more games than maybe people expect. But if they start to have injuries, particularly on the offensive line, the season could go south on them. Particularly if Stafford's hurt and and they got to go to Brett Ripken. Is it
1: like official that Cooper Cup will be back after the IR, or is that still lingering?
0: Is he already playing? Do
2: do they even talk?
1: Oh, listener, Browner.
0: We already Bra- playing.
2: Right, Cooper right. Cup already out there. He just changed his name.
6: Right, he, he's now yeah, number oh, seventeen.
2: Yeah, Puka he, Nakua. Gonna, yeah. Puka
6: yeah. N- hey, I I talked to Eric Yarber, the receiver coach. Puka Nakua yeah. is not Cooper Cup. They oh. see him more as as Robert Woods in terms of a oh. classic Z receiver that can that can block and 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 get but open. Eric, that doesn't
1: fit Browner's narrative,
6: man. When you will
2: you show me Cooper <laughs> Cup and Puka Nakua in the same room? Then I well, believe you. Cooper
6: Cup's going to be back on the field sooner than rather later. I think they feel like he'll be back in the next week or two.
0: Yeah. In the meantime, here's the difference between Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua. Puka Nakua had a whole bunch of targets and a whole bunch of catches in the first two games. Um, No touchdowns to go with him. I mean, Cooper Cup scores touchdowns. Cooper Cup. And by the way, Alex did a study for us the other last week. You know that um, when uh, Nakua was targeted, it was 20 times in the second game. In uh, Cooper Cup's MVP season, his triple crown season, he was never one time targeted twenty times in a game. Never
6: That's a crazy time. stat, mm-hmm.
2: Eric. Eric, listen, don't buy into this, Eric. Ian all- Allen was just targeted <laughs> twenty times. Is he Cooper all Cup? I mean, listen, Eric. All that means that the system works, baby. The system works, baby. Just put a guy in there that to got the same skill set. Magically, if we throw it to him twenty times, guess what? He gonna catch them, of them. You know why? Because
6: hey. the system, baby. Hey, Ben <laughs> Jefferson is not putting up those numbers, and he plays in the same system. So, but he not in the slot. See, but he, they not they not they not playing Pook in the slot. They're playing him at at Z receiver, which is more. Wow, the watch the slot. game, Browner. Watch, yeah, but don't watch red zone. Don't watch red zone. Twenty-two. You Come two on, red
2: Williams. zoners, listen, two people who actually watch the game are talking, you two red zoners, slow down, okay? <laughs> I was watching <laughs> so all 22s. Every I was watching, snap of that game. I was game. watching all 22s yesterday, bro. I had <laughs> Kyron Williams, remember? <laughs> I had Kyron <laughs> Williams. I lost
1: to Tutu Atwell at the end. I was very much watching that game.
2: It's hey, fantasy implications. Freaking, you're watching with a different lens, okay? I'm watching as a breakdown, okay? So as a breakdown, because like I said, I watched them all 22s yesterday, so now I'm fully ingrained in how these football things work with these, 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 these styles. When Cooper Cup come back, he gonna be running the same routes my my dog is
6: right now. You gonna see the same stuff. <laughs> well, I like right, like, Scott, like Scott said, you're probably gonna see Cooper get in the end zone a couple times because I do feel like that's the difference. And 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 hey, Puka had a lot of uh, attention from since, since since his defense, and he, he did. Was, mm-hmm. He was struggling, he and was. so he I think that I think struggling. again that's another difference. Cooper, Cooper, they knew Cooper was gonna get the ball all year when he was was healthy. He's still getting yeah. his numbers. Yeah. So I mean I think that kind of speaks to the difference between those
1: two, a, two players. It's a super interesting game on Sunday too because it's like I know Anthony Richardson is good and he's probably back on Sunday, but you just won with Gardner Minshew and Minshew just that dude just wins games, man. Yeah. Like, Get out of here! He, no, no
2: seriously, like
1: a, he he balled out.
2: He, yeah. he listen, Anthony Richardson is playing. Period. All right. Period. I agree. Probably I so. Agree. Probably so. I'm he just saying that he played in, in the, the second quarter, games,
1: but in the two games he played, he left both games already for the injury. Like, he going
2: to leave this one too.
0: Eric, I don't <laughs> think I, I know a lot of Rams fans are are feeling confident because of the way they've been competitive, but I think a lot of Rams fans are underestimating, you know, Indianapolis beating Baltimore this past weekend. That, that was a pretty impressive win.
6: Rams going to slice and dice up Indy. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, they are. I like, it. I, you know, the reason I say that is, is Gus Bradley, who, who I have a lot of respect for and is a good defense coordinator. Their defense is more static pre-snap. And I think when you're more static against a veteran play, uh, play caller and quarterback like Matthew Stafford, they're going to know where they want to go to pre-snap and they're going to get to their targets and marks. And And I, I think they're go. they'll be able to go up and down the field a little bit. I don't know if they'll be able to score because they have struggled in the red zone, but I do feel like they'll be able to move the football.
0: Okay. All right. Well, listen, uh, it should be a good weekend. I mean, between the chargers, I say hosting, I'll put it in quotes, the chargers hosting the Raiders. I mean, Derek Carr used to say every year, we're, we're going to our, our home away from home, you know? Um, so we'll see. I, I, I presume that the Raider fans will completely dominate SoFi stadium on Sunday.
1: Where are you going to be Eric? I'm
6: going to be at that game this weekend. I'm looking forward to, to watching it. And you, know, like you said, it's going to be a lot of silver and black in, in the house, but you know, I, I like the Chargers with Justin Herbert and potentially the Raiders playing a backup quarterback.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, uh, man, Mike Williams, that guy, you guys just cannot stay healthy. Um, to be Dude, continued.
6: I know you
1: guys don't pay attention to fantasy, but Joshua Palmer got picked up in every league today. Yeah, <laughs> Every league, Quinton Johnson and Joshua Palmer got picked up today. Mm.
0: Yeah, Eric, um, have a great football weekend, and uh, we will see you next Wednesday at the same time. Cool. I appreciate it. Have a good one, fellas. Are right, you too, All right. Eric Williams from FoxSports.com? Our NFL insider. This segment being brought to us by BetUS, BetUS.com. That's where I've been losing money recently. Sean McVay still owes me twenty bucks. BetUS.com, one eight hundred my BetUS. About that, I know. Stick around, everybody. We got lots more to still get to.
5: <laughs> All right, time to get
0: uncensored around here. What a weird show, right? Like opening segment today, somehow we got on the story of like the naked game show and uncircumcised mm-hmm. dicks. I didn't say this like because I know we were on TV and radio. Dude, they got all these guys butt naked standing there and like four of the six guys are are uncircumcised. And um, back to I, this. I just haven't been in a locker room in like, you know, 20 plus years. I mean, like I used to go to the gym all the time and there were guys in the locker room. But like I'm telling you, I just... Uncircumcised, just not that common, at least where I'm at. And, um, and dude, these guys with these uncircumcised deals, dude, um, I mean, just, I don't know, just very, very different looking. And each one of them, really, really different looking. Those of us that are circumcised, eh, it's all the same, you know, little guys, big guy, you know. Oh man, that show is crazy. Alex, you got to watch this show. And I'm with you, Browner. Like, you watch one, maybe one and a half, you're like, I'm good. I don't need to see yeah. the whole season. I don't I don't know.
2: I I don't know how they did a whole season of the show because for, for right for me one one episode there's better websites, websites for that. that oh yeah much better <laughs> yeah hey, the, after the first episode I watched this is over there when I watched in London the second mm-hmm. one midway through I was like yeah I don't need to see this anymore I kind of get the gist of it yeah, and now man. it's like a now it's a poorly done dating show at that point yeah. hey how would like, you the meet nudity your mom is what, oh. Well, right, but right.
1: we were on TV. But this
0: one girl yeah. though, she, there was this black guy, right? And he's this tall, skinny black guy, and he he had you know good looking chest and six pack abs and big giant hog, right? Uh uncircumcised. And the girl, the girl's like this. She's like, that's too big for me. Too much like, for I'm, me. I'm, I'm scared mm.
1: of that. I ain't going near
0: that. Mm. That's just
2: well, speaking good. of naked, pack out Packing.
1: Mm. We didn't get the highlight of the day, but I'm gonna do it anyways. Uh okay. Tyreek Hill, you might be seeing him naked. Mm-hmm. Everything, huh? Nah,
4: when I retire, bro, I really want to be a porn star though, bro. Like dead serious. Like, y- you think I got that?
2: No? Nah I mean it's do whatever you want, bro. I you know what I'm saying? I don't got an opinion on that. Yeah, bro. Like I really I really think I Who's he talking really to? T- what? I don't know. I don't even know what It was that uncomfortable. It was very yeah. uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. What Tyree Hill wants it... to be a
0: porn star? I mean, if you want to be a yeah. porn star, be a porn star.
2: What do you expect another man to say when you go, "Hey, man, when I retire, I want to be a porn star"? What is he supposed to say? Here,
0: here's what I would say. I would be like, "Why? What, what? What attracts you to that industry?
2: And are you practicing now? You know,
0: I mean, like, I'd like to know that.
2: Oh,
3: that was I mean, a, are that's you being terrible... you're being
0: you're being serious? Like, you you actually want to get into the adult film industry? Yeah, I do. Okay, in what capacity? Do you want to be an actor? Do you want to be a producer? Do you want to be a director?
1: Um, do you want to do it all? I think he's uh, very clearly talking about wanting to bang on TV. Under, yeah, it sounds like it. Camera. So yeah. so the, the, here's the, the problem the with is, that, by the, the way. Question
0: of Browner's answer, the question Browner's asking is what are you supposed to say to another man? I'd I'd just be curious to dig into why he wants to do that.
2: This is why you should. If you're if you're a professional athlete, you probably need some some experienced journalist or or host on your podcast, not your homeboy who's gonna go dead air and go, Oh, I don't know what you be going to say about that. The the problem porn's porn. porn Actors, sex workers, however you want to refer to them as, it's not easy as it looks, man. You are just not going to bang some chick and then go about your I, day. Like how you know. I <clears throat> I know somebody. Oh Jesus. Oh Jesus. I I, I mm-hmm. this is an uncensored portion. Oh, okay. I know someone, a female who who has who has worked in that great question. I'm sorry you asked that. Because then I have to answer it. I'm not. that that has worked in that industry and it's not what you think it is it's it's gross it's dangerous it's work. It, it's it's pretty grueling work
0: yeah well i mean you, for the guys for the guys it's like you know hey uh we did we shot a scene earlier today and now i'm having a really hard time getting ready for scene number 2 and they got um, pills
2: and pumps and 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 shots for all that like, you yeah you you're not just going to be rock hard for 40 minutes bro like that ain't like that ain't real life so you can, it's probably harder to do that than to play football but, for him
1: but it's also and well i guess we're going like it's not like we're there Kyrie now. Your, your is, fault. An, is an is an unknown uh, another black dude that wants to be a porn star this is one of the most famous nfl players he's not going to be going in there and grinding eight hours a day like he's probably going to like, all his shit's going to be like the like the Kim Kardashian sex tape. You know, they will do well, one. I, I, but I, don't I, I, have, I disagree. I disagree.
0: Oh, wait. I have a question about porn. Maybe you guys know the answer to this because I don't. So, okay. When I was a kid, you know, I'd, like, sneak into my parents' bedroom. And my dad would have, like, VHS tapes.
1: Wow. You're just going to throw your dad under the bus right now? Pretty exactly? much. Yeah, I'm going to throw him. Okay. I, guess, I okay.
0: guess my mom, Start too. I mean, Damn, Charlie. Know, Whoa. Yeah. yeah, my dad had VHS tapes, you know. Oh. So... As I as as we go from the 80s with VHS tapes of porn, mm-hmm. you know, Debbie Does Dallas, uh, Deep Throat. I mean, these were the porns of the day, you know. Mm-hmm. But now it's 2023. So my question is, like, hasn't the porn industry changed dramatically? In other words, like with porn and, and Pornhub, you have, like, regular people, number one, who'd mm-hmm. like to record their stuff and put it out it's there. Called,
2: it's called Amateur.
0: And then yes. And then you have like mm-hmm. professional people that actually put their content on these sites, but, but I'm getting them for free. Mm-hmm. So I guess maybe there's ads in there and stuff and, and things like that. But, um, I don't, I How do I they guess, make money. Yeah. Cause of the way I, the way I thought of it was, Hey, you go into a porn shop, you buy a VHS tape, you buy a DVD. This was back in the day. Now, yeah. Porn is available for free everywhere on the internet.
3: Everywhere.
0: So, so if you're, if you want to be a porn star today, I can go on the you porn or porn hub right now. And I can see professional people doing it.
1: But, it's my understanding. Cause yeah. I just read about this not too long ago, uh-huh. uh, that a lot of the industry, like these professionals, once they've established a name, mm-hmm. like if, but you know, who was the, who was the super famous porn? Jenna Jameson, right? Mm-hmm. Like she was mm-hmm. like the, like a, a real famous porn star like mm-hmm. when she established herself and she got out of her contracts like what happens now is i go to OnlyFans and i film myself so mm-hmm. if you want to see me if you want to see me you pay me directly on OnlyFans, Smart. doing Smart. whatever i need to do so i'm using the porn industry to build my name my brand my whatever and then i go over here and now it's like you want to see it again come pay me mm-hmm. that's that's like the trend at this
2: moment at janet jack me on only fans i don't i don't yeah whatever yeah right, uh right. it just it's, it's weird man it's a it, that's a weird thing for him to say males in porn are not as popular as women no
0: but what alex is saying is that he's already a big football celebrity so but that's what i'm saying,
2: saying yeah i i see i don't think that celebrity will translate enough because men watch porn women do watch porn i'm not saying women don't watch porn but men in overwhelming numbers keep mm-hmm. the porn industry alive. Now, For unless sure. there's some weird old men out there who want to see Tyreek Hill bang somebody, hey, good luck, brother. Good Kinda luck, curious. and you retired at that yeah, point. I,
1: I would be curious. It's too. like sex tapes, Not me. you know. Like you, you even brought this up a long time ago with Robert Kraft. If those tapes ever got released, me and oh, are I like, yeah, watch it. Yeah, I watch the hell out of those things. Yeah, just curious. Robert Kraft and a couple of like Asian oh, sex workers. Yeah. I'd be all over. Like you you're thinking about watching porn and get yeah, off. Bro. I'm just Right, no, just you're watching,
0: you you just you're so homophobic that, you know, it's like you're like, "Oh, I gotta see another man. Uh, well, that's porn." I mean, would you want uh, yeah, for porn, do you watch all women on women? Do you not not want any men around because you're so homophobic that you don't want to see a guy?
2: <laughs> I, I watch my own productions, bro. What you talking uh, about? Well, sex sex yeah. drop
0: Saturday. Don't forget about it. Right. That. I watched it. You yeah. think
2: I did that without a camera?
0: It would be hilarious um, if like, we've know.
1: actually seen some of Browners because he only films himself from the neck right. down. Yeah, he's got like, you like, know, Browner, yeah. Browner's,
0: uh, Browner's one of those guys in those movies. They're like, hey, <laughs> hey, so you, this is your first time wanting to try porn, huh? Yes. Oh, it's my yeah. first time. Why do you want to do it? Oh, I love sex and I need the money. Okay, well, while you're here on the casting room uh, couch, well, I'm going to need you to yeah. do a few things. And you never see the guy, that's Browner probably. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
0: They'll talk about my side job, yeah, bro.
1: <laughs> that's funny that's why all i right, was listen. so stoked about sex drops there He needed a gallon of it right. shout out right that's yeah. how he
0: knows about hey then the porn industry when he's out there shooting yeah. them porns that's how that's how he's doing it
1: ah, yeah. ah.
0: <laughs> scene is in an hour i need to get juiced up
1: ah. oh, that's so good all right <laughs> we gotta,
0: gotta, go, hydrate <laughs> gotta hydrate too gotta right. hydrate too we out of here we're back tomorrow <laughs> peace out everybody